2: to Welcome to what's your sign i'm julia Loken. i'm stevie goldstein and i'm the
1: 2023 of this podcast Woo-hoo! happy new
2: year we're back baby in a whole new year very very new. new
0: brand new doesn't feel I that admit. new yet but it will it will soon <laughs> It's like so they so the calendar says <laughs> she she takes a drag on her cigarette.
2: <laughs> Gregorian strikes again. Are you guys Verdane. excited? Do you have re- resolutions? No.
0: Not yet. Um, I mean, kind of the same. I feel like the same ones, but more it's more of like a ex not existential, but there's inklings callings longings but not necessarily a plan and it feels like I know I've been saying this but I am also like I think that I specifically I'm gonna try to like use this beginning retrograde time and uh to like receive a little bit more it feels Mm -hmm. like I've been doing a lot of like pushing and I'm like all right I'm ready I'm ready and then I'm like oh I got to I gotta do less. <laughs> yeah, I think,
2: and looking ahead at this year too, I think seeing where the energy flows is gonna be a big piece of mm-hmm. info for the most part. I feel like, and I've had this convo with a few friends lately, I feel like everyone's grips are starting to loosen a bit. I think that we've had, in terms of like Saturn stuff, right? Like Saturn and Capricorn Aquarius and it's been like six years of like Saturny Saturn stuff. And the grip's feeling a little bit slippier. And maybe it's because there's so much uncertainty. And uh, yeah, I think even getting ready for this was like, dude, I don't fucking know because there's just so much newness coming that I feel like I, I'm feeling similar to what you said, Julia. It's like, I, I think I'm waiting for more information. And mm-hmm. then I feel like I can have more resolution there, but I want to get my house clean and in order and hang mm-hmm. stuff up. So that feels very that's a good one. Yeah, that's like, that's a decent, that's a decent. Well, now, like with time, I didn't just move in. I've been here five m- months, like, and then, then I can see the lease renewing and coming back up. So yeah, and I'm doing, to do a workshop in the new year. I like to do one class at least every. Year of life. And I don't think I did a class last year. So I skipped a year. So I think I like doing workshops and classes. So maybe trying to do more of that. More witch stuff, actually, in 2023. I just came up with a new resolution right now. There it is. There you go. I want to go to more witchy stuff.
1: I have a few. The ones that I think I can say publicly would be (laughs) that i'm not scared to say out loud are um one of them is about how i talk to myself when i make um especially when i make a mistake i think i i tend to be like Mm. moron and that's not nice um i I, you could do that i don't do it to other people and i could but i do it to myself (laughs) um and then so just working on that inner voice a little bit and softening Mm. that my my outer you know i'm i'm able to fake it a little bit more <laughs> the inside voices can be mean sometimes um and then the other one is from a yoga class that i do and it's just something my teacher says that is um she talks about you know like there are days when you're just really trying to grab your toe or whatever the thing is you really want to like hit that pose but You got to leave some for tomorrow you can't just like hit all of the poses today because that's how you get hurt and stuff um so i think that is gonna be a kind of like back and forth figuring out which things are to leave some more for tomorrow and which things are to like consume all today or or burn through all today where Mm. i think you know there are certain types of love we can give that we can we can burn through it all today. Like for my pet, you know, I feel like that one where it's like, you can, I can give a hundred for that, but sometimes when it's, you know, letting somebody walk all over you because you're giving a hundred percent of your love, that's like, so let's we'll save some for tomorrow. Ugh.
0: That's I've been saying the phrase that's for another day uh, <laughs> is like my, my mantra to bring with me into this new year because it's like. Mm not a not a like i'll get to that whatever because something that i want to do is be more like i can't remember when you brought this up stevie but the like if it takes five minutes just do it now um mm-hmm. kind of thing but also doing that with still learning that for myself by the way we're all working on that we all are. <laughs> 2023
2: what's your sign
0: resolution <laughs> as we all are but i think not there's something to me about like for another day feels not like I'll do that. I'll get to that when I get to it. It does have some kind of time timeliness to it, but also the recognition that you can't do it all today and you don't have to finish everything. Uh, It can go on like the next day's to-do list, but also trying to do that with um, being more the same thing with the five minutes is like also feeling, feeling what I'm feeling right away too, and trying not to put so much of that off, um, which is a very hard Capricorn moon endeavor, but also one that I am trying to go like, okay, maybe that can be for another day, but it can't be for like two months from now. It has to be like, while it's still happening and you can do something about it. So at the very least, you can feel like you are, I don't know, uh, in, in charge of your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. for another day this
2: week yes presumably it's in this still in this time bubble um i like i like the i love all this it's getting my gears turning and i think i love what you're saying about speaking nicely to yourself lisa i feel like there's a lot astrologically this coming year that hopefully will aid that for you too even this mercury retrograde in taurus i feel like might be a good practicing time for for those things because I started doing more positive self-affirming mantra shit in the end of last year. And it's been wild. Like I read one day where I was like, just saying that I was the best, like I'm the best, like I'm the shit, like like hype man kind of stuff. And then like later out of nowhere, Pablo was like, you're the best. He's never like, he compliments me, but like he's never said that phrase, you know, or like it was just too kismet. I was like, I've been calling myself the best all fucking day. and not to like, it's like, wow, okay. I really just slipped into woo territory and like affirmations, but you know, it's the world is cruel. I feel like I end up saying this to a lot of people when talking about astrology, it's like everything is saying no and everything is challenging and adulting. Am I right? So we need ourselves on our sides. And there's some days we know we are the best. And there's a lot of days we don't feel that way but there were days we felt like we were the best so we just not n- hopefully can remind ourselves we'll get back to those to those days hopefully i'm also i saw this fucking tiktok that was like why do people hang out with the- people but oh, never mind different one affirmation you go well what's your what's your affirmation or do you know It's it
1: it's one from tiktok but you you oh. go ahead with yours yeah
2: this was a this is a different tiktokery that i saw that was like why do people hang out with people that don't like them? And maybe it's my this fucking Uranus Taurus. that has been gallivanting through my 11th house since 2018. And it's going to be there till 2025. And I've had a lot of shakeups in a lot of old friendships, new friendships. But it was it very interesting to see people's stitches and duets with it, because a lot of people have experienced that where. There's like time or loyalty, or like you look like someone I should hang out with, or you fit I like your aesthetic. And they're actually not rooting for you. So I think I'm also just gonna only go towards things that feel very cup-filling. And I think of Dr. Jennifer Freed's episode a lot of the fountain and sacred crew and filling cup. I took a lot of notes from that episode of getting ready for this really new era we're about to usher in. So I've just learned a lot from the both of you just now. The reason
1: we hang out with people we don't like is because (laughs) generation before us is Gen Xers. Oh, God. They don't like anyone
0: or anything, most specifically us. (laughs) Well, and I think there's a feeling of, I think it goes both ways. I think that there is also a, like... I want to turn this person or I can, if I can get this person, if I can figure out why, if it's better, if I get someone who doesn't like me to like me or something that I think is also built into a bunch of, a bunch of different aspects, both generationally and societally. And Mm -hmm. I also think though, that like. I don't know. Yeah. That feeling that everyone should like us. Or so you like focus on, I think of it like when you're on stage too. And so how many people focus on the one audience member that's not laughing versus the whole room that is. Um, but also I think that like, I don't know, there's something about, uh, I, it made me think of the opposite too, of like, what about people that you don't like that you also tolerate and don't Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, I don't know, be honest about that or going like that. And that's something that like, yeah, I don't know both. I think when you're, when you are doing that, it is also easier to go like, well, I hang out with people that I don't like. It's fine if they don't like me, like, but Mm -hmm. we're, we're both getting something out of it. And so figuring out how do we like, is there, cause I also think that there's a normal kind of, oh, this person annoys me because everyone's human. And of course, everyone's going to annoy us at some point, but is this someone that you actually like. Don't like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Everyone gets I, some grace period of like being annoying. We're mm-hmm. all or a hard annoying. time, a
0: season when they are someone mm-hmm. that you don't mm-hmm. like versus other t- like, you know, whatever.
2: We're not performing. We don't have to always be 100% at our, at our court. I'm going to find this link because I'll put it in because they said something interesting about where no, any advice they give you, you roll your eyes because you don't respect their opinion and you. And I mean, some people keep around people they don't like, so they feel better about themselves. That's my dumb friend that's always late, or they don't know about cool shit, or on the opposite of like, they get me to go to cool shit, or like you're using things. So yeah, I guess things being less, and maybe that's the Aquarian shift. I keep saying like ending, but it's really not, because we're about to usher in a different era of Aquarius energy with Pluto, but it not being so transactional, and more feeling centered, which we'll experience maybe more with Pisces. I think it's
1: definitely Saturn and Pisces. I think that there it's that like duality between the boundary and the boundaryless, and what like which rules do we follow? What advice do we take? Because that like it's rules being in the most unruly place. So mm-hmm. it it's one of those things where it's like. That that means there's some kind of contention between the two things. And that can be really difficult, especially, you know, if you work in, I'm sure, a legal field or something where you have to, like, enforce rules all day um, or, you know, highlight errors made or something like that. But if not, it's kind of it kind of frees us up in a way to decide which boundaries we have, which things we listen to, which people we we want to you know take advice from and all of those things i think it's very saturn pisces
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is our first so we're here at our first big transit i think of the year which is uh saturn moving into pisces which happens on the 7th of march uh, i'm we, gonna back you up to mars direct on the 12th i think that's true. be a it's little a big, bit it's, it's a, a shift
1: that we haven't felt that we need yes and yes and right when that Saturn goes, it's going to change sign, too. So I feel like this. Yes. The middle of January is a we're going to start running again when we've been jogging for a bit or whatever. I, I mm-hmm.
0: think that that January Mars direct. I absolutely agree. Um, I think to me, it feels like that's going to be more of the like, oh, that's like lifted and then that Pisces Saturn is like, okay, and now this is here's something truly new. Not mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. like relief of now our we our wheels are out of the mud. We've been turning in this thing for a long time. Now we're like finally making forward motion, but we haven't quite arrived yet at the vacation house that we're getting to. And now we're at the thing, and this next thing starts. Not to say that Saturn and Pisces is a vacation house. That's just what I was imagining because it's I'm imagining us going up like a hill to Mm -hmm. this place this uh so Saturn moves into Pisces on the 7th of March the same day that we get a full moon in Virgo which I like and Mm -hmm. Mars I do feel like is part of this story because it will still be in its shadow it's direct at this point um but or is it am I wrong no it is um we yeah I think that Saturn in Pisces is definitely also thinking about that like uh you said it Stevie and then also Chris Brennan brought it up um, on the astrology podcast of having it at the only time that we have like Saturn in a Saturn ruled sign back to back is when it goes from Capricorn to Aquarius. So we've had like Saturn, 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 Saturn. And so now mm-hmm. we're finally getting a different Saturn energy. And I yeah. do think that that Pisces Saturn is like, okay, there's like your literal time. And then there's also like emotional time and infinite time. And these things that kind of aren't aren't quantifiable that you are also wasting and also the kind of like shared etheric resources that we are also polluting when we perpetuate relationships and structures and things like that, that don't actually move us forward towards things that we want. What are we, what the fuck are we trying to uphold? If this, if nobody likes this, (laughs) what are we, what, what, who has all of this time that we're wasting? Why are we acting like this? This is that time is both infinite and more spacious than we could ever imagine in Pisces. And also is like, yeah, but also you still have a finite amount of it. Let's be respectful of it because we're keep, this is going to only keep growing and like calcifying. Even again, Pisces is that less more uh, permeable structures than say a Saturn in Capricorn, a Saturn in Aquarius, but it is still about like, I think things that we do over time.
2: Mm -hmm. Can I just call out something that I did not expect for this Saturn Aquarius time And I hope this means that it's ushering out with Saturn and Pisces. And I didn't think that these would be the correlation, but I'm shocked how trend focused we were as a society with Saturn and Aquarius, because you think Aquarius, like this rebellious thing, and then I forget about Saturn being really like structured and by the rules, like I'm thinking of like Portia and White Lotus clothing, like Instagram clothing. Like we are just so, trendy right now as a society like where everyone is access to the trends and i hope i hope Saturn and pisces is a little more hand-me-down or weird and not like oh i get my vintage clothes through depop it's like no actually now i go just thrift them or trade them with friends or something i'm just just really surprised how trendy this aquarius saturn time was i agree with you i think uh, Aquarius is an
1: in the know sign so that like tracks Mm. a lot in a lot of ways and also they know how to kind of do things the quick and fast way Where Pisces might value a little bit more of the journey that you're talking about of like Mm -hmm. going to the thrift store rather than having the thing, which is also like a fixed sign thing. And we've been having a lot of the I don't want to move too fast because I have a ton of notes on Saturn and Pisces, but we've been having the nodes and fixed signs, too. So I think that also influences kind of how we get things done. You know, sometimes fixed sign people are willing to like pay for something instead of take time Mm. doing that. That's something I definitely do um so I definitely think those are signatures of Aquarius um and also like I do think Aquarius I know that like you're all gonna turn this off or whatever when I said they want to be cool I know that they want to like they don't want to say that they want to be cool but they want to be cool so yeah of course like online searching vintage clothes like
0: that's like of course I think Mm -hmm. it also has been a bit of a rat race in in piggybacking off of this, because I agree that it is wanting to be cool. And I think that the internet has made being actually cool, pretty fucking hard because everyone can know about what you're doing. You post it and anyone Mm -hmm. can find it, which is fantastic and very Aquarian and community Mm -hmm. focused. But it also means that you are constantly trying to outdo yourself and everyone you've ever met and everyone they've ever met and everyone that like, it's too many, too many, uh, people to appease and appeal to, and to uh, appear cool to. And it's like, you're just finding, you found that next thing, but someone else found the next thing. So now you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get on this one right on top of it. And so did every, so did 50 other people, you know what I mean? Like Mm. the
2: community element of Aquarian can yes. then be like dang I didn't realize I invited all these people yes
0: and being like oh I didn't realize how many cool people were out there which again is like great <laughs> I don't want I know I can be a hater with these kinds of things sometimes but it, it I do think that it is it is cool and expansive and opening I, my thought about Saturn and Pisces um and this is something that has been stated on several other uh astrology year ahead looks but thinking of um like One of the things that was brought up is that Saturn and Pisces is Saturn return for Amazon and other internet companies and how this might signal a time where we are seeing some restructuring of internet things. We're already seeing it with, with Twitter, which is one we've already obviously talked about a bunch. But I do think that this could mean some, not necessarily internet literal outages, but limitations on how much you're able to use devices, whether that be because we are not financially able to afford all of the services that we once had, because there are going to be new caps on things because it also just is like, we've been there, done that. It's not giving us the dopamine hit anymore. I wrote down like imagination is back, uh, in this Saturn in Pisces. I do think that there might be some retreating and some, like maybe sharing a little bit less of what we're actually wearing, liking these sorts of things to go. Like I want to more sacred. Yeah. I want a little space. I want this. I think the in, in in-person thrifting example is one where it would be like. Oh yeah, I want to find a local spot that someone isn't gonna know about that I actually can't maybe it will still be under the under the auspice of wanting to perform on the internet, but it might come more from like, oh yeah, I'm actually I'm doing that thing that we forgot about. I've seen a tweet thread of a bunch of people saying someone posted like poetry poetry nfts it's a document that you could put on and someone was like it's a pdf what you're describing is a pdf and then someone else did like a a response to it and the thing they described someone was like that's a website and i think that there has been a lot of reinventing thinking we've reinvented Mm -hmm. the wheel and saturn and pisces going like hey guys did you did you forget that's like a restaurant or a store remember before that like you can go to it
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's.
0: I, I'll link this on the notes too. But Jessica
2: Davidson.co.uk has a good like Saturn throughout history sort of thing. And we did have the first um, Snow White first feature length animated film, Dr. Seuss's first children's book. So that whimsy. Stuff that you oh, mentioned. It's
1: way more than that. I think
2: when oh, there's Game like of Thrones, of the
1: first Game mm-hmm. of Thrones like was written during this, I, it's like world building. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. PlayStation came out. Prince started going by the symbol. It's a really cool, it's a very like, um, I'll put the link to it, but it's very, you know, and there's also a lot of build up to work kind of stuff too and the social rights movements. But
0: you know, we'll holes. I mean, still thinking of Saturn, thinking of Neptune in Saturn, it Mm -hmm. is a thing that you want to be stable and structure having holes in it, essentially. Yeah, And that's That's not something that hasn't been doing, haven't been, been happening, but yeah.
1: That's another thing too, is that Neptune and Saturn both being in the same sign hasn't happened for a very long time and they won't, conjunct until they get to aries but i think it might be like at zero degrees Mm -hmm. or like one of those very early degrees well interesting it'll be like not this year but it it, saturn and neptune it's like even more dissolving disillusion like even more i think and i think a lot of these things a lot of the things i wrote down are not like positive so i'm sorry if you're you know (laughs) having a tough year um getting look started, you're saving but... them for
2: yourself lisa I'm we already sure. declared that the yeah. positive affirmation i get for all you. the
1: positive things but like <laughs> um i think you know we the pharmaceutical industry and like kind of uh, we're talking a lot more about like mdma and psychedelics and how those things like can be used in in our like western medicine not just like you know As a free for all, I also think that there are some of the things like with social media, it's like it's such, it's endless. Like there's no getting to the end of it. There's no, and a lot of these like new video games too are just like you just, you're just in the world and you just play. And so I think there's going to be either innovation in those areas where we're, you know, building those worlds up even more and creating bigger and bigger structures surrounding them. I'm thinking of like, theme park ride from movie, you know, um, or putting restrictions on what, what, how far we can go in those things and what things need to be cut off. Um, I also think that it's like I, this thing I always say with Pisces, but I really do feel like when we're learning lessons, um, just because like you already know, doesn't mean you have to you don't have to like learn it again. Like every time I get sick, I'm like, I knew I shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. We do that to ourselves all the time. I knew I shouldn't have taken a drink from the server who was sniffling or whatever the like thing you tell yourself you did wrong to get sick. And it's like, just because you know, it doesn't mean you're never gonna get sick again. You know to wash your hands for 30 seconds every time. Do you do it every time? I know I don't. If you do, congratulations for you. I'm sure you have some other nasty
0: habit. You know what I mean? Or cool. The, you're the one that's going to have to give all of us soup. When, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. never when sick. Yeah. What, so what a monkey's that. paw.
1: <laughs> and then I also think like with with um, Pisces, they get a lot of this martyrdom thing. And something that kind of actually came up during our Patreon episode and Stevie was talking about cancer being the first um the first water sign. Um, and you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast. If you want to check out, uh, that full moon in cancer episode. But, um, I do think that with regards to, you know, the innovation that's happened in Aquarius or Saturn Aquarius time, AI stuff, um, there is this kind of Piscean to me thing, where they will like try it first. There is a, and I'm not talking about like early adopter. I'm talking about like when we're doing the MDMA therapy or whatever, I feel like it's a very Pisces thing to be like, well, if this is as far as the research goes, fine, I'll be the one to try it. And we'll see if it actually cures my depression or PTSD or whatever, where that is not really an instinct for for a lot of types of people. So I do think there is, while there is this kind of martyr energy or like, poor me, I'm the one or whatever, the very like, um, I don't know, sacrificial lamb type thing. At the same time, I think that it's really that kind of clinical study and those things, it can also really get like innovated when people start saying like, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. And we already see, you know, this is one I personally wouldn't be Person to try, but we can already seal it. Chips that Elon Musk is making, and like people are trying. Like they're talking about people In trying your them. hand. To you know what I mean? Yeah, like people try those things. So I think this is a time of like when we're seeing all that innovation that may have happened during Aquarius, and these are like
0: people are actually putting them to use or trying them. I do Mm -hmm. think that is an interesting one because right after this Saturn into Pisces and we won't leave it if there's more to talk about it. And I think that we're going to keep talking about it no matter what, because it's constantly going to be in the background of this. But I think- I wish we had the four hours of Chris Brennan's podcast. And
2: we'll (laughs) we'll go over everything as it comes.
0: Yeah, yeah, like we're going to do a Saturn in Pisces episode for sure, because there is more mm-hmm. about this year and we could talk about it for an entire episode all on its own, which we will. Um, So stay tuned for that. Subscribe. Follow us. Um, Pluto moves into Aquarius for mm-hmm. a brief spell. We get a little preview of that. And I do think that there is some of this like, OK, ask yourself this. Are you excited? Are you looking forward to getting chipped? Because this is the world that we are building right now. And if you wouldn't be willing to do it, maybe consider what it is that we are doing to like prop this up, to continue this. If this is the world that you like, then. And we're not talking about the vaccine for those of you who are (laughs) new to our podcast. (laughs) No, no no
2: we mean this talking about scanning to pay through apple pay on your finger or whatever <laughs>
0: yes no we um we get pluto moving into aquarius on the 23rd of march uh and it will remain at that 0 degree of aquarius until june 11th so we're just getting a quick little preview of it we'll move fully mm-hmm. into aquarius next year where where it will remain until i believe 2044 something bananas Yow. like that so this is also Yow. truly like a um the new era a huge shift we are in a new era and it does feel like having this mutable pisces saturn is part of what is helping us transition into that we are also seeing a transition um from the eclipses that we've had from mm-hmm. fixed fixed uh taurus north node scorpio south node into aries north node libra south node and they are not going to be we're going to have the mixed pairs for all of these eclipses but thinking of this as like a a kind of preview and transitional time where we're not fully in in one um, quality quite yet. We still do have a fair amount of fixed things happening, but we are leaving that Saturn Uranus square that's been so present for us. So we are starting a new Saturn story. We're starting a new Pluto story um, and these new kind of like change points. So I think that Mm -hmm. it is all of our kind of trepidation about saying what it is too, that we are even seeing for this year comes from this being a, like, I don't know, there's a lot. There's a lot changing. We could have, yeah, and that's exciting. It's also kind of unknown and wild. So a phrase that I saw, just because I do think
2: Saturn and Pisces, Pluto's taste of Aquarius before it's stays in Aquarius. Um, what's the dates on that? So it's it's gonna go till June 11th, like you said, and then it won't re-enter Aquarius till January 21st, 2024. So we really do get like a spring early, some mainly the spring with Pluto in Aquarius, then backtracking to Capricorn, then she's, she's fully there in Aquarius. Um, a phrase I saw from like an economist that I thought was interesting was slow session, which makes, f- just feels very Pisces as well. Um, where, yeah, the economy doesn't seem like it's going to do quite well this year. There, I mean, no one is predicting a huge fucking recovery. Will it be a total... Downturn, or will it just feel really slow and slumpy and people cutting their costs where they want to? I think Julia mentioned with like, we've now seen streaming turn back into cable, and it's like, okay, well, we did that because we didn't want cable, and this was supposed to be the easy place where I could get, you know, there's something about Mary to watch a movie on Netflix, but now it's only Netflix originals, and I didn't come here for Netflix originals, I came here to watch there's something about Mary in one easy place. I had that when we were out in the desert running DVDs. Because I was like, "Well, now you pay three ninety nine each time on YouTube or Google. This is the same. This is renting movies again. It's just, but you don't get the fun of the renting mm-hmm. of the movie.
0: Now it doesn't give anybody a job. It gives. <laughs> like, it gives. A th- now you're just yeah, it's just like a job annoying. in your house. Yeah, exactly. Like it gives you a job. Mask. Yeah. <laughs> and then two,
2: just on a tr- on a notice of astrological patterns, because that's sometimes what we can do to see what what happened is." The last time we had Pluto move into a sign, then retrograde back before it re-entered its new Pluto phase was the 2008 crash. So mm-hmm. it was in that retrograde period after it went into Capricorn and then it retrograded back and then it started to move forward again into Sagittarius. It was those final degrees. So we are in the final degrees of Cap Pluto. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we also I don't have... mean, do me, but I know no, that doesn't already... feel like small potatoes. You know, we it's also
1: not... have Jupiter moving into Taurus on in Love May, it. which mm-hmm. I also think. While it sounds like oh, okay, like awesome finance stuff, it, it really sometimes Jupiter can just be a real magnifying glass on those yeah. problems. It's not necessary. Doesn't it? Might that might you know cause us to see problems and be able to fix them and like fix our economy and stuff maybe and hopefully that's the best that Jupiter can offer us but it also might be something where it's like well the more we look at it the more the stock market crashes because people understand that this thing is like kind of made up or you know what I mean like <laughs> things like things like that where like sometimes mm-hmm. putting and it's going to I th- I think it's going to be in sign conjunction at the very least with Aquarius. I don't know if he'll mm-hmm. ever actually touch with your, but, with Uranus. Uh, that's sorry. Yeah.
0: Not it's, yet. It's not this year, but it next will. Year. Yeah. So like um, April
2: 4, 2024. Cause I checked that. Cause I was like, whoa, wait, when is, I was like, wait, when did you like, no, together. that's, that feels big. Hell no. I'm not having a
1: birthday on that year. Oof, no way.
0: That sounds like a, that sounds like that a sounds fun. fun part. That's like, we well, you guys let me know how That's, it is. I am like this is, <laughs> this is Babylon party. Me, me and Julia um,
1: will be an,
2: in line getting our chips. Uh, but-, on that
1: <laughs> but yeah, I do think like there is finance is going to be in the air, whether it's like, and that 100%. does mean possibly that Jupiter and Taurus thing can be the like big parabola, like.
2: Big mm-hmm. wins, big losses, like that
1: totally tracks Quality, to
2: quantity, mm-hmm. what's worth, you know, Taurus, we're also, I think, gets the meme rap of like, shopping, shopping, shopping. It's like, eh, it's they a little more particular than there that. There yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly.
0: Well, also the idea of resources, of things like that, of like finance. I mean, not only just, you know, we've talked a lot about that with the Saturn in Aquarius, thinking about it as an Aquarian thing where we're talking about like Bitcoin or whatever, about all of these things I think with Saturn and Pisces, we are seeing how much stuff is just made up and highlighting Mm -hmm. that where it goes like, Hey, really made up things control our very real physical resources. And we should be aware of that. Like that kind of thing of like, well, what do you, how can you access if we don't have the internet or if you didn't have whatever, if everything's automated, if we're, I feel this all the time when I'm trying to do customer service stuff where I'm like, Hey, what happens when. This when I can't type in the problem that I need solved and I need to access like my money, my whatever, like food, any of those things. If we don't have a real, if people aren't aware of those, whatever, like even thinking of how much business is online, where it's like when we talked about Mm -hmm. Instagram going down for a day, where it's like, what if that happens (laughs) <laughs> in any like every
2: day, whether, it, at the whether bank, or not, yeah,
0: it, yeah, whether or not it will, but that is something that we should all be at the very least concerned of. Speaking about like security measures or whatever, where it's like, oh, yeah, what if cyber security,
2: yeah, freaks
0: on cyber security, huge issue, that kind yeah, of
2: stuff. And i
0: that to also think yeah. <laughs> well, we mm-hmm. also
1: have a Venus retrograde this year in mm-hmm. another fixed sign, yeah. too, and so I think that is another. Just another taste of how if you are not saving money right now, if you don't have anything saved, you should start today. I know that it's hard, but pennies, start saving something that you can actually turn into something. Um, You know, even if it's dollars off of your paycheck or dollars off of your, however your income comes to you, your Venmo account, start squirreling little things away. I'm not saying we're all going to die or anything like that. But it's just this this time you might want You might want to have some savings.
2: That this to me sounds not like risky. You no. know, like th- this year doesn't seem risky. It feels very maintaining some good keywords. I even wrote were slippery off grid, which is something Julia said as well. A.I., because the A.I. might want to make us go off grid. I did write down universal basic income. I don't think that's coming in 2023, but I think it's going to prove more of our need for those things as more things get automated i
1: think it's gonna be a maintaining uh, your peace that's good i think it's gonna be a contender though in the election i think Mm -hmm. it'll get brought up plenty for when they start uh what's it called not advertising campaigning Campaigning. oh god and that's it'll it'll be a part yeah it'll be a part of i think i think ubi will
0: well, I think this is also mm-hmm. um, one of the things that's been discussed about all of these things is like rise of of cults and religious extremism continued. Obviously, we're li- I mean, we all know that that's already existing a thing, but I think it is someone who is able mm-hmm. to if we're talking about the world building and the transformation and these things that if there is some sort of crisis, that someone who would be able to paint a very vivid picture of a future where something like a universal basic income would have prevented this thing or whatever, like or imagine um, um, someone was talking about this i think on the astrology podcast where it was like um uh environmental Issues that they were doing, and it was like, imagine a world where this is, where it is this kind of thing, um, where it's almost like those like dystopian future stories Mm -hmm. that are told that kind of scare people into going like, oh my god, I could see us having a a great series where robots have replaced us and show us the need for a universal basic income being even more persuasive than say a campaign, and then someone being able to campaign on the emotional reaction that people have had to some something like that. Uh, Whoa. But Damn. agreed. I think one of the things that I wrote down is uh, of this idea of this year being um, agreed about it not being particularly risky. It does feel like the cardinal and the mutable are coming in to kind mm-hmm. of help. Fix signs have been holding it down and maintaining Dude. for us and been doing all of the work. And then these I'm signs so are pissed off. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I can't
1: take it anymore. Yeah. Can we have a year off? Just nope. one.
0: We need you this year. We need the fixed signs. Nothing gets done without them.
1: (laughs) We don't need me. (laughs) We don't need me this year. No, it is. It has. We're still in the line of fire a little bit here. Yes. We will wrap up the
0: eclipse series, which is, which is great. it's, It's a wrap up for fixed. You're not off the hook yet because it does feel like a new team is kind of coming in. You know, you've been the workers at the, at the place that have been, just making sure that the factory keeps churning. Now we're getting some new management. We're getting some new HR person that's going to come in and kind of negotiate and do that. And, you know, using that as the mutable kind of archetype. And then these cardinal eclipses kind of coming in and being like, nope, this ends here. I'm I'm CEO now. We're not doing this. Everything's canceled from that. You still have to like work here, essentially fixed signs. But I do feel like it is going to be at least a new place to kind of direct some of that frustration it will not be all on your shoulders what the like you don't have to be fully responsible for all of it at the same time um it feels like Mm -hmm. those eclipses i mean
1: we do have like some
0: long term jupiter and
1: venus transits happening in fixed Mm -hmm. signs this year Mm -hmm. so hopefully it does feel like a little bit of a graduation or at least like we're getting some some highs or you know crests of the
0: It does feel like there is some powerful, again, like those, those, um, square, thinking of these as square actions where it is like stuff feels like it's going to get done, not necessarily finished forever or whatever, but does feel like there is forward motion despite there being the Venus retrograde, the other, I feel like, big signature of this year, um, which that happens in july on the 22nd of july venus stations retrograde at 28 degrees of leo the same day that the sun ingresses into leo um we will have venus moves into leo on the 5th of june and if you are uh subscribed to our calendar app you can see the shadow phases on all of these too uh subscribe oh, to our damn we should yeah i'm like we should damn we should have said this up
2: top hey Hit yeah i'm, no, I'm like google calendar you, we can, i know we you're you still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can still add, add an intro <laughs> yeah
1: we <laughs> can <laughs> We can also, I think also one of the best um, things that we haven't told you guys about the calendar is that if you don't want a calendar, you could still just give us the dollars. Oh, yeah. It's a great way to support even if you're not like, maybe you're here for us and not so much the dates and times, you know, Mm
2: -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. then
1: you just send the money on over. You have the calendar, but you don't like have to use it.
2: And if you didn't know, we made a Google Calendar subscription. You click it; it syncs to your calendar. Honestly, there's too many apps, and if we make an app one day, you never heard me say that. But we have a Google Calendar subscription, and it's so easy, and I love it. And I've been—we've been getting great response. I will say
0: mm-hmm. it so, follows planetary it ingresses, retrograde periods, full moons, new moons, and the retrogrades do include the shadow periods too, so you can know what's what's happening so subscribe for the to less, personal
1: planets the yes. outer planets we they those shadows you, are long you got enough <laughs> yeah. to worry about you barely
0: wanted this calendar <laughs> app on your phone you don't want to know about outer planets get out of here um but so this shadow the venus enters uh leo on the 6th of june i mean on the 5th of june it enters immediately with an opposition to pluto because as we said we've had that pluto Pluto at zero degrees in Aquarius. So I think also like the beginnings of those fixed signs are going to start with an opposition or a square to Pluto, uh, which I think is like exi- coming off of all of this fixed fixedness, having a Pluto square or an opposition does feel transformative or does feel like, hey, some something's moving. It still is, you know, not necessarily one I would be like looking forward to, but also does feel like change welcome change from all of the sameness that we've had i mean so much fixed i'm sorry everybody Mm -hmm. um but uh, venus stations retrograde as i said on the 22nd of july at 28 degrees of leo the same day the sun moves in um during this time pluto has now moved right after that we've got pluto moving back into capricorn saturn's retrograding it's staying in pisces but we are having a little bit of like okay let's check in venus retrograde feels like a check-in time We're also going to have the eclipses, so I do feel like
1: it might feel a little bit less like checking in, so that's something to keep true, like, in your back pocket as a strategy, because those eclipses can really, like, get you, I'm, like, swirling like a tornado, but it's, like, they can get you, like, riled up and up in the air a little bit, and so, especially I feel like when they shift, there's a big there's yeah. like a big shift for what you value and stuff. And I think definitely having that idea of like, okay, let, what can I
0: step back? What can I look at? I like mm-hmm. that too, because we do have our eclipses first solar eclipse in Aries at 29 degrees Aries on the 19th of Feb- of April, February, get out of here. Um, and that is also having that square to Pluto because it's at 29 degrees. It'll move into zero degrees Taurus squaring that zero degrees Pluto and Aquarius. Then we have the last lunar eclipse in Scorpio of that series. So there is both like starting and finishing. So I think you're right in that check-in. It's not quite a, we know what we're doing. It is like a, okay, where like get a, maybe feels more like a gain your footing for a second, orient yourself to the present
1: and it, i think july is when the nodes will technically shift yes. into aries and libra True. so mm-hmm. so i think that will be the kind of you know it'll be in the middle of that retrograde we'll have just had pluto move again and it kind of that the summer kind of feels like there's a, a lot going on well does july do 17th like the, oh go ahead
2: i'm oh, sorry yeah july 17th that's when we'll have the north node enter into aries of fish and then right after that is that retrograde it does feel like the eclipse feels like the first bumper of all the movement, like, oh, like we had that all that spring energy and new movement. And then there's like, that's the first sort of like check in bumper. And then Venus retrograde kind of feels like the next one before we have the next set of eclipses as as the like, yo, like all that movement. I mean, we've just felt what this Mars retrograde feels like. We haven't. When was the last Venus retrograde? I know it was in Capricorn. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. I think, Some, I don't know. you know, it's every two years ish, right? For, for, for Mars and for Venus. And there's something about it being in Leo and in during peak summer travel season that just feels, I just have to acknowledge it because July 22nd through Labor Day, having this Venus, retro, Venus Leo feels very like you get to Mount Rushmore and you're like, it's small and crowded. <laughs> like it feels like a little bit let down. Um, and not that that means you can't have, go ahead have your summer vacay. I mean, we always, you know, the astro gods always say like, don't severely fuck with Venus things, right? Like money or your aesthetics or appearance or trying out a new haircut is a little riskier during when Venus, our planet of, of aesthetics is moving backwards, not even that it looks bad. It just might even look bad to you, right? Like you might not be able to see the the glory of Venus. And and Leo, I think even when we had Chris Brennan on talking about the drama of Leo too, it does feel like it could just be really sassy, kind of like catty Leo time. So it doesn't mean we don't have to cancel our summer vacays. It just might be a managing expectations of them when we have Venus retrograde in the mix. I- I actually think a
1: haircut is a great example because, you know, you can do a trim, you can cut it a lot, you can change hair, like your color, you can actually like shave your head. There are so many levels to it. And so I think if you are feeling like maybe you want to like get plastic surgery, maybe you do get a severe haircut and then you see how you feel during the Venus retrograde of like, how, how does changing my appearance to this extent feel with something that grows back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think also if you're Lower wondering stakes. about a big haircut, if you're a little bit nervous and you're the kind of person who hasn't cut their hair in years or hasn't, you know, made a big change, maybe that means we try like a new makeup look. And that's like very, very different from what we normally see how we feel about ourselves when let's, we see that and then make the choice to, you know, cut our hair, or do the you know, do the, let's buy thing.
0: the wig, the, the trial <laughs> nose ring. Let's see, let's test it out and see. It does feel like, okay, is this not, is this what you really want? I was just noticing how, because of the Mars retrograde, it feels like Mars and Mercury are moving together a little bit more in concert than they normally do. They're never that far apart, but because we had that, uh, it does feel like we could like think something and do something a little bit more connected. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I think that that Venus retrograde is a little bit of a roadblock of going like, wait, I'm not sure if I like that. Kind of going like, oh, I got the thing that I wanted and it didn't make me feel better. Mm
2: -hmm. Maybe this
0: wasn't actually what I wanted. Those kind of like motivations, values, how are those lining up? And how do we need to maybe sit in some discomfort or some like, I don't know, those things catching up with each other a little bit. Mm -hmm. It could be a great time to like,
2: work on art, like doing mm-hmm. those retrograde things going more in, especially with Venus and Leo, those things you want to be seen for. But I think it's taking those more behind the scenes versus putting them out and having that gallery show. Right. And showing everything right away. Maybe it's a it's a little more at the progress, which I think Leo wants to be seen. And it's it's it is asking to maybe just wait a be to be seen or like take that time to make sure what you're showing is what you actually want to show to
0: everyone. I think there's something, too, about that summer period that is a little I mean, bit it's like about peak it being, vacation time. Well, that's, like yeah, that's what I mean, where it's like you might be raring to go and have this thing. But it is that like you're sending emails and it's out of like people are people need the break or there's no mm-hmm. there's no money for that right now. Everybody saved up for this thing. We did the thing like this is like sale yeah. time. This is we are, you know, whatever. Not to not to make it as like banal as that, but thinking of just that that thing of like yeah it's hard to feel like you know you might not feel your leoist shiniest sunniest self at this time you might be like these this is kind of a dog days of summer feeling too, a relentless saturn saturn and pisces the
1: art thing i think that is Mm -hmm. like a huge i mean i think we'll definitely we're we're gonna see um i mean if you are taking this venus retrograde period to like do more art and stuff we are going to see more rules and more, I mean, who knows if they will be to benefit artists or, and the AI conversation has already sparked that, like, well, what does it mean for the artists that the AI is ripping off? And what does it mean for the authors that the AI is reading their books and regurgitating? And what does it mean? And does that mean we put in more restrictions in order to let artists create, you know, their art and have a living making something beautiful i mean mm-hmm. that to me it's so venus retrograde it's so pisces like i think or saturn pisces and and maybe maybe leo too i think leo's a little bit presentational but theater i mean performance space like music uh how mm-hmm. we pay spotify streams all of that kind of stuff
0: leo also makes me think of rehearsal too thinking of that of the being the you know you had this great idea these Bolts of inspiration, you came up with the thing that you're gonna write, the paint, the painting you're gonna make, the thing you're gonna sew, whatever. And that Leo Venus retrograde feels like the part where you're like, why did I, why did I agree to do this? I'm still like, I'm not getting anywhere. That kind of not like writer's block necessarily, but the the part of it that feels kind of relentless. And it's just like the daily practice, sun fixed fire of it all. How do you maintain your motivation for something when you may not feel like doing it? Mm-hmm. And like how we've had with this mars retrograde we're gonna have venus and leo
2: for a long time too so i think those themes are just gonna be very present it'll be from june 5th through october 8th of 2023 so a lot of leo venus time which i mean leo venus sounds nice you know like that sounds like a that sounds like a very sultry fun venus but also in that venus retrograde we are getting a mercury retrograde Mm -hmm. on august 23rd that's gonna go till september 15th so venus will be out of retrograde, but still in the shadow, but right at the end too, we're getting hit with Mercury retrograde. So that's just a lot. There's just, just a lot in the mix that I would just look at those dates and act, do what you do what you want with them. Oh, and we have that blue moon right after and on August 30th. I think that's a, a noteworthy one in August too, having our second full moon of the month, making it a blue moon in Pisces.
0: I think those reminders of like for another day and a di- like one day at a time give it Mm -hmm. a day. It's just a day. You can afford to lose a day. Any of those kinds of things of like, uh, I don't know it does. I want to say second chances, but it is like the, Hey, hold on, hold on for one more day. Very like Wilson Phillips vibes. (laughs) I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a Venus retrograde, but it's also a blue moon that can be like, what if you can, show up even though you don't feel your best what happens and what does that then open up for you to go oh what like Mm -hmm. wow actually maybe maybe these values are like do you have values to stand on or do you not and if you do what can't you do once you know that
2: Mm -hmm. totally Um, I think
0: yeah the last the last thing that I would say we like round out this year. And I think we've made reference to this during our retrograde episode, but as you said, all of the mercury retrogrades this year are in earth signs. Uh, and I think that that also kind of is a continuation of this fixed story. I know that not all earth signs are fixed, but there is something to me very like tangible and real. And that these are kind of those like continuations and the, like, I don't know, believe fixed signs of it where it's like the, I don't know, maybe seeing some of the, institutions being held accountable in some kind of real way. And then having, you know, our fixed sign story in that Taurus Mercury retrograde continuing, but having that be one where we're actually able to go back, fix some things that need fixing, and then having that taking us into that Virgo Mercury retrograde, where we might be able to do some, I don't know, some alchemy mutable changes. Yeah. Do the mutable stuff that, ends with that Capricorn Mercury retrograde at the end of the year going like, let's see, did the changes that we did, like, where are we, where are we at? What are the stats at the end of the year? And I think that that could pertain to, you know, obviously in your personal life, very kind of Earth earth sign things of like, what does your apartment look like right now? What is your physical health like? But also this can apply to, I think, climate change. This can apply to our food sources, our energy sources, our things like that. Like have things been obviously, again, not like completely fixed, new, different, but being able to see at the end of the year, like, did we measure up in some kind of way? Did we make any kind of Capricorn progress or are we still where we were and then what does that send us into for those fire mercury retrogrades in 2024 mm-hmm. and
1: the very first mercury retrograde station is on the first right of 2024
2: yeah we'll mm-hmm. go well mercury will go retrograde yeah. on the new moon day yeah on December on the 12th. 12th um and then it will retrograde into sag so we'll get an earth fire at the end of the mm-hmm. year but yeah then jan 1st so we'll have another new year's eve Mercury retrograde style, styly. and and we'll and we'll go over each like major thing obviously on their own episodes. But to October, gotta just pop back to October real quick because we'll have the new moon solar eclipse in Libra on the fourteenth, and then on the twenty eighth, we'll have the full moon lunar eclipse, and then that's the end of the Taurus Scorpio eclipse series. So what were you doing back in spring twenty twenty two? What was happening? What's the tea? What's the gossip? Might be some real things, you know, coming to fruition then. So I think it's hard to, I feel like we do this every time we talk about the eclipses. It's so much stuff that we might just not even be privy to, you know, that's going on behind the scenes or some things that are, I feel like eclipses are either very in your face or like, it's so you didn't even get it. You had no idea that that was happening behind the curtain. So have fun with that, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, there's ju- the, you know, the Jupiter going from Aries to Taurus, the kind of trading off in the opposite direction of the eclipses. And then, um, mm-hmm. I was on the astrology podcast that, uh, someone brought up that we're going from one Venus Mars sign pair to another Venus Mars sign pair where we've come from this Mars retrograde. We have a Venus retrograde and kind of all of the ways that we are investigating both are like, our values and our motivations, and how we take mm-hmm. action around both of those things and how they line up and how they do and don't uh support uh, each other or work for us. And those things of kind of having like, okay, we just had those Taurus, that Taurus eclipse is ending, and we're having Jupiter and Taurus. So it is going to be like, hey, you get one more shot at this at the end, like last one, mm-hmm. last call. I uh- also think
1: that Venus and Mars represent such a binary gender thing in our society like those necklaces are like the sign the the glyph Mm -hmm. or whatever and i think pluto in aquarius maybe could usher in some of the like even more of the uh non-binary stuff and not just in gender but in general not having such black and white perspectives on things that are really teachings they are things we've been told and and you know Uh, gender in a lot of ways is like a performance it's not necessarily um i don't i don't even know what the other term for it is but it, it just i think that that pluto being so i don't know aquarius is definitely more i feel like it's less binary and venus and mars are i think in a lot of ways represent like binary things and us evaluating what those things are like what you're saying motivation and those kind of things which we of course give men quote unquote in, in our society while we tell women their Venus and their, their receptive and their love and their beauty and all those things. And, and when we evaluate those things in our lives, we find that every one of us has both.
0: And Mm -hmm. so it is kind of like, I I don't know. I just feel like that would be a big conversation. Destructing the binary within yourself or creating your own, what's your actual binary, which isn't about gender. It's about, you know, this I can't think of a good example for what that is, but there still can be, there is still like balance of, yeah, of sometimes
1: it depends on your mood. Sometimes it yeah. depends on what like what event you're going to, what kind of thing you are, who who you want to be today, what somebody told you yesterday. I mean, there's so many reasons mm-hmm. why
2: those things change. That's do really, you guys yeah, like see that, that did you guys see that Jennifer Lawrence clip? Um, there was like an actor's round table with and she's with like all every A-list awesome actor. Uh, women, women actors. Oh, I've seen this. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> she's so she's such a Gemini. Her delivery just is so funny. I like. I think I like her more like when she's herself versus a lot of the roles she's done. But you know, she's talking with them and about how women get this rap for being so emotional, right? And we hear this in politics, like, well, are they going to push the nukes when they're on their periods? Which is like, no, do we you every and...
1: fucking thing else. <laughs>
2: people yeah. who menstruate go do everything on their periods. Yeah, you you. you anyway but you know she's talking about how men being emotional on set and how like it's always wrapped up in women (laughs) and she just casually is like i mean i've worked with brian singer and everyone just all the women just start laughing you know when it's like "Ooh, they've all talked about how much of a diva asshole this guy is and just when someone name drops that right shit talk at the perfect time where it just makes everybody explode yeah i'll link i'll link that clip too because it it just felt like she didn't even have to say she just had to say his name and everyone knew exactly what she was talking about. And mm-hmm. maybe that will that will be us just cackling well, in, in the Pisces Saturn of it all being like, this is also well, the- I think it's stupid and made up.
1: It's that collective consciousness thing. And I think AI is going to bring that conversation forefront even more. AI is also going to bring forward, I think, less binary stuff because people will start having to use. The right pronouns and stuff because it's a computer and not a person. And once you realize that you're able to do that for a computer, and you won't do it for someone who you care about in your life, like that, me, that that forces change. And so I think I don't know. I do think there is a collective consciousness for sure, saying the name and everyone knowing it. That's so Piscean. It's it's we're all one thing
0: together. Mm -hmm. This also makes me think of the difference between like women are emotional versus. Ryan Singer is a predator. There's a name versus (laughs) a generalization about a non-existent binary or whatever. And I Mm -hmm. think that that to me is the like Aries Libra, where it is also kind of like the and the or like the Mars Venus of it, where it's like, who specifically are you talking about? Name the name the woman Mm -hmm. that you know who was difficult, because that's that's actually difficult. People are a problem for all of us. So please tell us about this this uh phantom woman woman who's so emotional that she's derailed all business she got her period (laughs) (laughs) we all want to know who bled on the set of once upon a
1: time in hollywood yeah the
0: streets (laughs) ran red with blood and production ended for months at a time like what please please give us this list because there's lists of men all over fucking town i love um first
2: episode of the year of course we're gonna talk about periods but this also makes me think of the nepo baby discussion mm-hmm. as well i think just yeah. ooh, wow that's if you a good... trace back where everything came from you is Very it just Cyan. a coincidence is it just a coincidence that every uh actor who's the manson family in once upon a time in hollywood is the child of someone famous including his muse who he almost disabled uma thurman's daughter like no, and Megan McCain, did you guys see what Megan McCain? I'm just like, this, you can tell Mars is still in Gemini. I'm still like tweet gossipy right now. I'm like, did you see what Megan McCain said? She actually mm-hmm. had like, I sometimes she it. like has a normal response, hey. but she was like, acknowledge that your last name got you somewhere and move on. No one's canceling you. They're just, okay. they're just pointing out something that is true. Mm-hmm. Well, all and, of and it was like whoa, and of course it's paired with this picture of her with her like when she was doing like extremely appropriate hair, and I'm always like, oh well, Megan McCain is just so nepo baby. Hey, she's got a
0: last name too. We know where she came. Oh, know and she knows? says
2: it. My father, my dad, you
1: know, all the my friend Brendan made like all of us as nepo babies, variety or oh, like I- fake Photoshop <laughs> ones, and of course, like he always uses me as a guinea pig when he sends them to our friend group because. He knows that I'm not precious about stuff like that and I don't care what you write about me on the internet. I know you're my friend. I like, I'm not going to flip out or whatever. And um everyone in our group was like laughing because we were all trying to be like no actually I actually do have connections like I actually I am a Nepo baby like I actually am (laughs) like no no but actually I don't know if you know this but like I know someone who is in this thing or whatever it was like just a fun interaction but it's like when you really look at it we all know some. like I'm not like all of us but the three Mm -hmm. of us all know someone so like how far are we breaking this thing down I think acknowledge and move it on is a great great way to.
0: And it's also the thing is, is like it's saying let this isn't for the Nepo babies to feel bad. It's yeah. for people aspiring to do this thing, to know that predominantly the people that are in this are people that know people. So what's actually more important is for you to make community connections. connections, get yeah. to know yeah. people. Don't think that Hang it's out just. Hang with you. Lily Rose Depp. Yes. Do, I mean, yes, exactly. Just show <laughs> up, make friends, make friends with a celebrity's kid. Um, Honestly, not that That doesn't hurt but it is that like the instead of being like how dare you accuse us of not getting here on our own merit it's like be like yeah this is acknowledge your last name and move on and also encourage people to like I don't know, make friends, be, be part of the community that you want to be part of engage in this way. I know that that's maybe a farther way to extrapolate out the Nepo baby thing, but it is like to not to acknowledge that we don't know people and that our relationships don't get us places. Doesn't also help us move forward. Relationships always help us in, in, in anything. And we should be encouraged to invest in each other and our relationships and care and and help and support and all of those things instead of going like, nope, it's just toxic individual. We've got here all on our own. Don't you dare bring up my parents or anything else that's helped me.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's the same with when Lily Rose Depp was like, no, like you wouldn't say this about doctors. And then all these medical students are like, no, like if you're yeah, debated the building, you do People say it, it all the building. time. Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. That's Nepotism what a legacy exists. is in in universities, like it, yeah, but, yeah. Nepotism exists in everything, and in Hollywood, it's very, it's very rampant. But also, the thing that was funny about it too, and I think that's the slippery Piscesness that we're about to get into, is like okay, but well, we also have to acknowledge when someone's just a rich kid, because rich kid is different than nepo baby. And someone's like, I think they've had like Meghan Markle, and I've also just watched the Meghan and Harry doc. They're like, her dad was a a grip. And it's like, well, okay, like that's pretty blue collar of a job. Yeah, I like I know where she went to high school. Oh, she went to Immaculate Heart. Like she went yeah, to the so there, she was rich. They she lives rich. in LA, but there's also, and that's what I was talking about with, with a friend where it's like you still have insight of the industry. You live closer yeah. to it than someone coming from the middle of nowhere, but you know, your dad's not Ron Howard. Your your dad is Yeah, like doing very union type work. So it was funny to see who made it in and like what was considered Nepo when some things were just so Nepo and like, yeah, it's now if you watch things, you're like, everyone is a child of someone famous and some of them are
0: talented. We're all a child of someone. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa.
2: Damn. I wish you guys Nepo babies. You have to tell me.
0: Yeah, you, dude. you have me? to tell me, you have to admit, you have to tell baby. me it's, <laughs> you know, entrapment.
2: Damn, that's a, that's going to be my new like pickup line. So you nepo, baby, or what's up? What's your what's your what's your, your parent of a Wikipedia page? Yes or no. And how good is it? And how deep does it go? But I think knowing, very Pisces, knowing the source, where did this come from? I think there's actually genuine more interest. And will we care? I don't know.
0: I think it's less about, I think, I mean, Pisces is like where it came from, but I think it's more about like, do we want this to continue? Yeah. What do we want to keep going? Because Pisces is the end, but it's also the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm just looking through the calendar real quick. I mean,
2: I know we lost over some months, but we'll talk about it as we, we have the- a whole year ahead. We there's- have-
1: no, it's there's stuff. Enough. I mean, there's moons, there's ingresses, and those yeah. are all things that you can buy there's on our. What's stuff. your sign, GCal? If you if we missed telling you when the shadow period is, or oh my god, when, no, we're not. Gonna, when things are ingressing, know. you can buy
2: our calendar. <laughs> no, yes. these are the main big things, and I think, I think it's what I am excited for. Whether it's good, bad, happy, sad, is wow, it's gonna feel very like a new year at least astral weather wise. And one date I did want to note, because I feel like just everybody has mentioned this date, and I'll give you this, but April 11th is a sun in Aries conjunct Jupiter in Aries, and everyone's raving about it being such an auspicious date and lucky date. So I just feel like I should throw that in the mix for for April, because it is right before the eclipses, too. So just a The fun... Jupiter
1: sun conjunction is one that happens only once a year, but it happens every year, and astrologers love
0: it. So mm-hmm.
2: they love they the luck, honey.
0: It is. A... And then, ah. Uh, a day. We'll get- I think also a reminder of this, of like, also these are things to bookmark, like look ahead as big, big mm-hmm. potentials, but also we're not going to know what these are until we get closer. Let this not be a thing that is, um, I don't know. Don't, we don't want to look so far ahead that we aren't living life. We don't need to know what's yeah. happening every day. Cause you're t- still not going to take know. summer
2: vacay during Venus retrograde. If you had like your big Italy trip plan, go for it yeah. just know the weather yep and i think what you said too of like when we have retrogrades or have slowdowns like plan an extra day like have maybe have space to have a hangover day or, or a do nothing day or or more like it doesn't want to be as tight and regimented so i think just knowing what these planets and these signs
0: are into or what they're not into
2: just some info
0: that is the jupiter sign. Jupiter sun to me is like, Hey, it's just a good day. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's not, it's doesn't necessarily, maybe, maybe it changes your life. Sometimes a day can do that, but also it might just be a good day. And that's nice. Mm-hmm. We don't always it's have them. One of
1: those things where maybe if you have to pick a day for your job interview or your yeah. first date or, your, right. you know, that it's you cute. pick that day, it's that week you're doing yeah. it.
2: And if oh, you yeah. had a bad day on that day, God hates you. So and
1: (laughs) and we do too, and also sorry.
0: Seven years bad luck. Saturn, Saturn's coming. Okay,
1: who? Which
2: sign is how to end? Who do we think? What sign is like? Whose year is it? Just pure guess, guesstimation from the stats. Who's gonna have? I'm gonna gonna give my sign. Yeah, (laughs) I I am gonna say Taurus. Taurus, Honestly, I think Taurus. Well, with Jupiter, that's nice.
1: And we're we're just finishing off the eclipse stuff and. Okay. Also, I mean, I, it could be Pisces too. We're having I've I've Saturn though.
2: That's prepared for them.
1: Aquariuses did really well. Like, it doesn't mean that they're not. Oh, they're gonna twisted. have hardship. But no. sometimes you <laughs> get handed a responsibility, and when you can really nail
0: it, oh, Pisces might I, step up to the plate. That I think cute. Pisces is not gonna feel like it's their year, but when they look back at the end, they are gonna go like, "Whoa, I can't believe I did that," or "I, I really." I really learned about myself. Um, I've, been be yeah, I've been having conversations. Yeah, but having several conversations with Pisces and being like, "Hey, yeah, Saturn. Saturn is going to transit. I don't maybe not your sun yet, but it is like on its way for you. And that's uh like not not work, but that also is um, foundational and forming of an identity that is an exciting place to be in. So and
1: we'll be talking okay. about things you feel." strongly about probably so Uh, yes
0: I think that having yourself especially for Pisces I think that you are we talked about this on our Chris Brennan episode where it is always like oh Pisces what who who, what how could we ever describe them Mm -hmm. but having Saturn there I think is going to be a rare opportunity to hear your your self your experiences these things kind of um Verbalized for you in a way that they aren't always, which again is not necessarily easy or enjoyable because it that can be hard. It can be some some harsh realities, but also exciting. Oh wow! And it's is also it's everybody's year. Always the year prove us wrong. Maybe
2: Pisces sets
0: boundaries and shows up on time.
2: We'll see. Hey, we'll see. I'm into it. That'd be hot. We, we can hope Yeah, Pisces would be unstoppable if if well we'll we'll find out but should feel at least fresh after some a bit of the the same old same old
0: before we know it we're gonna be uh reflecting back on all of this and seeing what we did and and that's exciting it's something that I like about doing these year aheads whenever we do it is it is like oh wow this is I can't believe we're doing another year ahead and thinking about can't believe Year-ish. Saturn's gonna be in Pisces. That's yeah. that is weird. That like yeah. is moving. That is bookmarking
2: time. And congrats to all the Saturn Aquarius people for surviving your Saturn you did it. return and Pisces, Saturn people. Hit us up for
1: them readings.
2: Ish, mm-hmm. Come through. And well, to another year of looking at the stars. Hey guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so
0: much for, for listening and for coming with us on this journey. If you're new, welcome. Um, but if you've been with us, if this is not your first year ahead. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're excited to see what 2023 brings for all of us and happy new year. See you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to what's your sign. Please subscribe, rate and review on Apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts
1: if you love this podcast please support us check us out on patreon at patreon.com slash what's your sign podcast the link to support us is in the
2: show notes follow us on instagram at what's your sign podcast on twitter at what's y r sign underscore pod and tiktok at what's your sign podcast for business opportunities advertising or commission readings email us What's your sign podcast at gmail.com?
1: WIS is produced by Julia Loken, Stevie Anderson, and Lisa Chanu. Artwork by Alexa Vicious and theme song by Honor Nezzo.